0: kid it just wasn't my night
1: now that's a pro my friend a professional wrestler walking away
2: from us fantastic win
1: you know he's a champion many times over
2: yeah that ain't lost on me and i know that people got good days and they got some bad days but that man right there just proved that even if you got him at least walk out with some dignity and he did just that all right ricky Tell all the people here
1: and around the world watching, what are your goals here in the National Wrestling Alliance?
2: I got a lot of goals and I'm not gonna pinpoint myself to just one or two. I can go for the world's title, baby. I can go for the national title if I want to. But guess what? Ricky ain't about just taking titles. I'm about taking this up to another level that you've never seen before, okay? Here's the thing, here's the thing. People, men, men call me absolute Ricky Starks. The ladies call me Stroke Daddy and i'm so glad that finally i get the platform that i have been needing actually it's not that i needed it marquez is that god just didn't have it in the plans just yet and i know everybody out there is watching they say man ricky you're real attractive you're really you're really sexy and i know that you marquez between you and i i know that you wish you could be like me and even though you can't that's okay i won't judge you any differently because god God didn't have a lot of beauty left over when he was done with me. So I can't blame you if you look like this or if you look like the cameraman. Ricky still got love for you, either way. Now, I eat this business and I sleep this business. I am too blessed, so that's why I stay dressed from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And yeah, Ricky may act a little funny, but at the end of the day, I'm counting your money. All right? Okay, there. ladies and gentlemen, this is Ricky Stark. Well, hello, you beautiful people. This
1: is Gary Horton, this is This Is The NWA. I'm not gonna waste too much time with an intro because I'm probably just gonna tack this at the beginning of This Is The NWA Weekly, which is a brand new show we're doing. You're gonna hear a lot more about that in just a second. But we had to make a new little section here. We decided to get back together. And normally, I think the show would probably drop on a Monday, but instead, we're going to be dropping it on a Tuesday this time because Monday was too big a day. Uh, It would have got lost in the sauce, to quote a man in the NWA, uh, Eli Drake. This is a big deal today uh, because we found out that Ricky Starks, former television champion, Nick Aldiss's number one draft pick, uh, one of the Great breakout talents, you know, as far as everybody you see in the NWA, people from the past, uh, people with more status. Ricky Sarkis was like the rookie, and uh, nobody knew who he was once this thing started, and he quickly rose in the ranks and became one of the most popular people on the roster. And today we found out uh, he was on Busted Open Radio today and announced officially that he was no longer employed by the National Wrestling Alliance. He chose not to resign his contract, and he is now a free agent. So we had to jump back in here. I am, of course, joined by Robert Stinson and Will Martin. And uh, we just wanted to take a second to talk about this. Guys, uh, whoever wants to jump in here, what 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 are you thinking? Ricky Starks is gone. This is a tough one for me. I... I uh people who know me and I, I mentioned
3: this yesterday on, on the will show that uh, people who know me know that all this is opinion carries a great deal of weight with me um, you know he's earned that right to carry that weight and he this was his number one draft pick and so this is this this is a major major loss for the NWA I don't fault uh, I don't fault anybody for seeking to advance himself I don't think anybody in the, in the NWA has that mindset but you know this is a guy who the the Sky was the limit for him. He was the first nWA world's television champion for a reason um, that did that wasn't by accident and uh, like you said Gary, this is somebody who emerged from obscurity into being one of the most prominent, promising, enigmatic, captivating best talkers I mean just just he was a, a pleasure, an absolute pleasure and a thrill every time you listened to him you just got pumped up watching him in the ring was a, was a work of art every time and uh, man that's a big loss i the, Uh, I'm sad. I mean, you know, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. Trust me. But I'm sad that, that even though he will always be in the NWA family, uh, he's not going to be formally with the, uh, the organization
1: anymore. Right after you said
3: that, I went through the
0: whole,
1: you, you could go ahead, Will. I'm sorry. I just jumped in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm here too, Gary.
1: I'm sorry. Uh,
0: I went through the whole, I went through the whole, you know, gamut of emotions. I feel like, I mean, there was shock at first when I heard about it in in our discord channel actually. Um, and just like, I didn't want to believe it at first and, and I'm, I'm like a, a, an investigator. That's a weird word. I'm, I'm more of like a researcher. I like to have facts. And so I went and actually wanted to hear it for myself. And so I went and listened to the interview, um, about 30 minutes after it took place. And you know, he, he, it it was interesting because he actually didn't start off with that i mean they introduced him as the nwa you know uh wrestler ricky starks they talked about it for a while and it wasn't until like the middle to the tail end of the actual interview that he said oh you know I'm, i'm actually no longer with the nwa and it was very you know sincere and it didn't sound like there was any bitterness or uh or remorse or or anything and um So, you know, he said it was, it was mutual, Uh, his contract was up and that was that. And so, you know, just like Rob said, I mean, I don't, I don't fault anybody or hold it against them for, you know, trying to advance their career or, uh, you know, get a bigger platform. I think he's earned it. Um, He came in, as you said, Gary, you know, relatively unknown, made a big, big name for himself. In my opinion, I remember the first, uh, I think it was the first episode of Power. He was on there, right? Yeah, I believe so. And And I mean, you know, I was like, who's this guy? And then he wrestled a match and then he got on the mic and I was like, who's this guy? Like, it was just, you know, so I, I was bought into him, you know, really from the first time I saw him. And the more I, the more I watched it, the more I bought into him. So I was, you know, I was shocked and then I was depressed. And then I was a little bit happy for him just as a human um, because I love to see people, uh, you know, improve themselves. And, and I'm not saying, where he's going to go as an improvement, because obviously the NWA, in my opinion, is the is the top of the chain. Um, but for a guy like Ricky, he's definitely going to get a bigger audience if he goes somewhere with a TV deal or something like that. So, you know, I don't fault him for that. I don't. I don't think you know he's betraying us or anything like that. I, I do wish him the best, but you know, at the same time, man, it's a huge loss. And and when wrestling does start back up on a weekly basis um, and we get live wrestling, he is going to be sorely missed on uh, NWA power for sure.
1: My mind keeps floating back to, uh, right after he won the television title at, um, hard times. He, uh, he, he had that interview. I think it actually was after show, like filmed kind of thing, but, uh, where he talks about people are going to have to be out here. Uh, call it, I'm going to have people calling me Tempur-Pedic with as many people as slept on me, but he's I, like, I'm here. I've established beautiful. myself. And, uh, he's, uh, he, he just had, he just, Broke out this, like, amazing promo in there. I'll probably just have to even cut it in
2: here, but... History has been made. The build-up's been for weeks now, even months. Ricky, Stark standing next to me. You've said it from the moment you stepped foot in the NWA. You needed gold on that shoulder. And tonight, Hard Times, the first ever of this generation television champion. Man, let me tell you something about Hard Times. Hard Times is doing three matches in a night. Hard Times is going toe-to-toe with Trevor Murdoch. Hard times is standing right here before you. It's hard times for everybody now that Ricky Starks is the new TV champion. You understand what I'm saying? That's what hard times is. We in a new era right now. I'm the bridge, you know what I'm saying? I'm the bridge from the old to the new. If you got doubts about me, you better check yourself. If you asking about me, you better ask yourself, all right? That's the thing. Nobody gonna stop this it's been nine years in the making nine long damn years in the making all right You might as well call me a, a tempurpedic how much all these people done slept on me But we're not talking about that right now. We talking about this. We talking about crowning a new champion We talking about setting a new lineage and a new era everything in the past. Hey, I salute you but guess what it starts with me And it starts right now. And there ain't nobody that can tell me different. You know why? Because I'm absolute Ricky Starks. I'm stroke daddy. Ricky Starks. Put a quarter in your ass because everybody who doubted me, you played yourself. Congratulations, champ.
1: Dude, that promo he cut after then, more than ever, I was like, God dang, this guy is a star. He deserves everything he gets. Like He is legit. And, uh, I you know, I hate to say, I mean, I hope the NWA hasn't slept on him. You know, <laughs> like, I hope, you know, they're not, I, I'm sure, I mean, the thing is, is and obviously all of this would be speculation for anything that we have to say about it. But, you know, I'm sure there's, there's some kind of a balancing act you're having to play right now, as far as uh, with the situation in the way that it is. And the NWA probably has so much money to play with and uh, maybe whatever that dollar amount was, I mean, clearly, that's got to be the obvious answer. Whatever the dollar amount was, was the amount that it needed to be to keep Ricky Starks around. And uh, Ricky thinks enough of himself that he thinks he can get more in the open market out there. And uh, so, obviously, he did not resign. Um, guys, I mean, uh, we kind of talked about this on Hey it's will Daily last night. But uh, where do you where do you see or what what do you see for Ricky Stark's future from here? Will, what do you what are you thinking? Uh,
0: well, yeah, I mean, like I just said I mean I I think the the most natural movement for him is to a a bigger stage and I mean you know a a wider audience which would be a cable television deal. Personally I would not want to see him in WWE NXT. I think that um, that's where too many um, great uh, self-made superstars go to die and their gimmick goes to die and so I just Uh, I think he's he's put so much work and I personally, honestly, I would be shocked if he if he did sign there because of all the work. I mean, you go into his his social media accounts, the work and the money that he's putting into to his own promos and videos and things. I mean, he put an incredible video out today uh, after being on on the radio and and making the announcement, um, you know, just alluding to his free agency. That was just I mean, it was phenomenal. Like it was very well done. Um, and he's putting so much time and, and energy and money into that. I just can't see him going somewhere that's going to just wipe the board clean and, and start over with him, which is what I would assume WWE would do. Um, so honestly, I, my, best, my best guess is AEW. He's got the relationship with Sammy Guevara that's established, that, that's public, everyone knows about that. So that wouldn't be a shocker. Uh, I think they'd have good chemistry working together, either opposing each other or as a team, Um, and so I I think the most natural place for him to go would be AEW.
3: Rob, what about you? Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, there, there's a, a certain, you know, selfish part of me that wants to see him stay close to home with ring of honor or something like that. But like we said last night, uh, AEW is not too far removed from home. There's a a great, uh, kindred, there's a kindred spirit between the AEW and the NWA. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're, there's a mutual respect between the two. And like you, Will, I would love to see him reunite in some fashion with Sammy, um, their friendship being what it is. And I think just he would be, given his attitude, his ability to talk, his the spectacle that he brings, he would be a great addition to the inner circle, man. I, I could see him on that T-shirt, man, that Guns N' Roses style T-shirt, he would be perfect. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, and going back to what, what you were saying, Gary, the, the money certainly has to play a role. I mean, the NWA, we all know, is not funded by a multi-billionaire. You know, we've got our resources, but uh, we don't have their resources. But the other thing is that, you know, uh, a guy like Ricky wants to work, and he wants to wrestle. And right now, we're, we don't have a lot of activity going on because the circumstances outside of our control, but the AEW is pushing on and continuing to produce uh, content, you know, at their level with competition. And that has to be, I would suspect, that has to be an attraction to somebody like Ricky as well, uh, being as competitive as he is. So, you know, those things uh, come into play.
1: But I, you know, my, my guess is, you know, I, I'd like to see him in the AEW. Outside of Ricky Starks, I think the next obvious question has to be, uh, while we're on the topic, is that this marks the second person. Uh, that has signed with someone since this whole quarantine the pandemic has happened I mean we also lost uh, another up-and-comer she hadn't made quite the same amount of impact as Ricky Starts had but Tasha Steeles who looked to have a lot of promise a brand new talent uh, face um, she has signed now with Impact Wrestling um, and so that leaves behind the NWA for her too um, do you how do you see, like, uh, do, you, do you see the NWA being able to pivot? You, you feel good about everything still, even though they're losing this. What do you think their chances are as far as uh, losing more? What are what you, where are you guys at as far as the the brand goes right now, Rob? What are you thinking? Uh, a lot of this will come out tomorrow with Kearney Land, and uh,
3: there's been a lot of speculation about the direction. I think the NWA is on firm footing. I, I hate, again, I hate to see Tasha Steeles go. We have the most vibrant women's division and Tasha Steele was, was, was a big part of that. Um, you know, uh, impact to me, they're, they're very close to home. I don't think that we've seen the last of her in the NWA. Um, being under contract doesn't mean that her NWA days are over any more than Marty Skrull being a ring of honor guy means that he won't appear obviously in the NWA. So that, that's not as sad a move for me as a, uh, 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 a Ricky starts going and leaving and going potentially to some place like the AEW where, you know, that's going to be, that's going to consume him. And, and it's not likely until that contract, presumably, if that were to happen expires, he wouldn't be back. Uh, but no, I, I don't, I think David Lugan and, uh, and William Patrick Corrigan are very deliberate about what they're doing. They, they have to manage resources and personnel very strategically right now. And uh, you you know, you're going to keep, what they view as a, we we have no clue. None of us know where Carney Land what Carneyland is. We're going to be enlightened tomorrow and have a better sense on the direction. But I think that uh, whatever happens, again, Corrigan and Lagana, they have a good sense of what the fan base is craving, what's going to sustain the the, the the business. And uh, you know, I, I don't I don't have any fear or any discomfort about the direction.
1: Will, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with everything you said, Rob. I um, have nothing but faith in in the leadership and the the creative um, direction of the NWA. Um, I think, I mean, I, and I, I said this in our Discord channel earlier that, you know, if anything, this this just shows that the NWA uh, is is a platform for people to come make a name for themselves. Um, because they didn't throttle Ricky Starks. They let him be who he was. That was very obvious. It was very obvious in his interview this morning that he's got nothing but good feelings about the NWA. You know, contract agreements are contract agreements, and that's business. And business is business. It's not personal. And so I think it was obvious, you know, that he, he's got um, nothing but good feelings about the NWA, and I believe that's because they, they gave him the freedom to create um, the character that he is now uh, and hopefully he can take that and use it somewhere else. So, you know, if if anything, this is encouraging for us as NWA fans because it proves that, you know, what, what Corrigan and Lagana have set out to do when it comes to a wrestling organization in 2020, because that doesn't exist anywhere else, guys. Like, no other wrestling organization is having that, that much um, success as a platform you know, creating these personas and giving these guys a platform. So the NWA is accomplishing what it's setting out to do. They're creating big, big personalities. They're creating big characters by letting these guys be themselves, which is something that we haven't seen. I haven't seen as a mainstream wrestling fan in, in years. And so that's reassuring to me. And so, you know, not not to sound harsh or dismissive of Ricky Starks, because as I said, it's going to be a huge loss. But at the same time, I, I've got nothing but but faith that the next Ricky Starks is about to, to step into the NWA and, you know, hopefully we're not talking about him leaving, but on, you know, a couple weekly episodes away, we might be saying, man, this guy's here. And he's, he's incredible. We didn't even know who he was. And so they're creating that platform. And I think he is a testament to the fact that it's working.
1: Well said, well said. Well, folks, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Things are up in the air right now with the NWA and we're sitting here right on the cusp of Carneyland. Uh, we'd love to know what you think about the Ricky Stark situation, Tasha Steele situation, where the NWA is and how they're going to pivot from here. Um, please make sure you drop that in the comments down below. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on the podcast, just go ahead and hit us up on uh, social media at the NWA pod. We'd love to know what you guys think. And, uh, Speaking of Cardi Land, that's a brand new show. We're going to be talking about it right after that happens. Um, You know, probably 8.30ish, I guess, uh, if if things go as planned. Uh, We'll go live and we'll be here to talk to you guys directly. Uh, about Carneyland, land, but, uh, speaking of new shows also, we have a brand new show, which is also what's coming right after this part, which is this is the NWA weekly. Where we're going to cover the top news in the NWA. So don't go anywhere. Uh, Rob, Will, thank you so much for, uh, sitting down with me real quick so we could do the breaking news segment of this is the NWA weekly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a good night. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. <laughs> yeah. back. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to, well, I am, I, okay, I'm going to start over. <laughs> I'll probably leave this part in. <laughs> I don't know. First episode of yeah. this is the NWA Weekly, and I've already screwed it up.
0: Hello, so the bar, people. Uh,
1: this is Gary Horde, and this is, this is the NWA, the podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time we're talking about. That National Wrestling Alliance, and I'm here with my co-hosts, the lovely Will Martin, Woo. and the gorgeous Robert Stinson. I like that, gorgeous Robert Stinson.
0: He's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely the most gorgeous of the three.
1: I agree with that 100%, just a very, very pretty man. Thanks, <laughs> bro. okay. Hey, we can stop
3: the show now. Oh, I gotta no, stop right well, here though, Gary. Because you is always where, i've been I've been listening to the this is the NWA podcast for a long time in the gym in the morning working on all this and you yeah. always say one of the greatest entities you got to change that man it is there's no argument it is the greatest entity of all time okay is that the
0: first order of business on this podcast the first, first order, order business, of business is we change we change the intro
3: anything. there there's room in the world for the wwe for AEW, for Impact, for Ring of Honor, for this and that. Those are all great things. So the wrestling world is vibrant. But let's not, let's not fool ourselves. The National Wrestling Alliance is not one of the greatest. It is the greatest.
1: I am uh, right now making a note that I need to change that, that uh, Robert Stetson has been part of This is the NWA for a week and is already asserting himself. So <laughs> All right, well fair enough. So we will work on that. I agree with you, I mean personally, I I think it is the greatest entity. I think I, I I see what I appreciate about you guys is that you help me overcome like the I I try to ease into things and you guys like just bash right through. So that's that's cool stuff. Uh so anyway, this is our first technical episode. I did this a while back on the podcast. I would try to do this Uh, When things were going on, I would drop like, uh, you know, tour dates or like, you know, whatever, like appearance dates and places where people of the NWA were going to be and that sort of thing. I thought that that'd be really helpful. And I think that this is the NWA Weekly needs to come back because uh, one of the things, I mean, when things get back going, that'll be a, a nice feature to have. But we're thinking of with this show right now is that one of the beautiful parts of this of the NWA in general is not only do they constantly put out really, really cool content, uh, and they've been managing to do it every single week, even during all of this, uh, the other thing is, is that their fan base constantly puts out really cool content as well. I don't know if I even know of another brand who has it like that? Like, just the creativity that goes on in the NWA, just just from the fans themselves. So I thought this would be, uh, I think what we talked about, was this would be a good way to not only mention the extra stuff that the talent from the NWA is doing, but also the stuff that the fans of the NWA are doing. Um, mm-hmm. So th- I think that's kind of what we settled on, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So It's, it's uh, interesting.
3: During this the whole the quarantine crisis, COVID nineteen, it's not only you know you have a lot of talent driven content, but the fans have kind of been carrying some of the weight as well in producing content to, to for for uh, for the audience to digest.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, I think what sets the NWA apart, you know, there there are a lot of daily you know, WWE content producers, but those are our businesses. I mean, these are people doing it full time. The NWA has absolutely the most content being put out by fans like us, like the three of us. Like we're, we're doing this not as a career, we're doing this because we freaking love the National Wrestling Alliance and for no other reason. And we wanna, we wanna talk about it, we wanna incorporate other people, we wanna start community. And I definitely don't see that in any other organization
1: yeah absolutely just this organic uh production like this it's it's really really cool to see we we've been calling it hashtag nwa fan uh we've been using that uh and 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 like i said not even i mean it is the fans which i think is the coolest part just that the fans are in it but the the talent roster from the nwa is being very very consistent here lately too with with putting out stuff so i I think that unless you're just right on top of it, you're probably not even going to catch every single thing that comes out in a week uh, from the NWA, NWA community. So that's kind of what this will be for is we can kind of talk about the latest news, the latest happenings, you know, obviously you can tune into Will's show and get like some news updates mostly, but if you just want like a weekly roundup, here we are. And we're going to point you to, I think we'll link down in the comments, to uh, you know, or in the description to these things so that you can easily go check out everybody's stuff, like what they're doing. And uh, anyway, so I've got a list of 10 here uh, that I wanted to get to this week that I thought were very, very cool and worth mentioning. And uh, as we go along, if you guys think of something that I missed, which is always a possibility, please let me know and that goes for all of you out there as well if you're watching this right now and you think we miss anything during this by all means please let us know or what do you want to see out of this show this is where we're at right now this is what we're thinking is the best way to go but if you have ideas we are open to suggestion uh just make sure you hit that subscribe button down there and uh you can catch all of these there's a little bell click that and let you know every time one of these episodes drops and uh, we're going to be listening. We're going to be here to interact with you and find out what you want to hear from This is the NWA Weekly. But let's jump right into number one, and I'll stop rambling. So number one on the list today, and these are in no particular order, I, I do want to say, by the way, because they're all very special things and hold very special thing, places in our hearts. But uh, number one that I wanted to bring up this week is the Alliance blog. That's uh, alliance-wrestling.com. Jason Callie over there celebrated just this week that he has been running that website that's been covering the nwa for 13 years so this is obviously well before the corgan and lagana era uh this is back in stinson you probably know it's like bruce tharp or something back in those days yeah. but that guy's been sticking with the nwa for a while so you want to talk about dedication i mean we're we're just babies right now compared to what this guy's been doing
3: right he is uh, you want to look at resources out there and there, there are a lot of like educational resources i'm thinking of, like wcw project and of course rj is always putting some good stuff out there but the, the, if you ask me like the if the most essential resource as an academic resource interested and devoted to the history of the national wrestling alliance the alliance blog with uh, uh jcal is tops there's no there's not there's no competition i mean Um, he's going to take you back through the Adam Pierce days. He's going to take you to to what people call the wilderness. A lot of people don't like that, but man, he, he knows everything there is to know about NWA anarchy, all the sub territories uh, when, when it really was, I mean, it was something resembling a territorial movement uh, and it was a really rich and vibrant time in history. But uh, J Cal has, has, has been there since all of that, since the split between WCW and NWA up to the present day. So if you want something, a resource that's going to connect the dots between, you know, Ric Flair and Sting and Dusty Rhodes and up to Nick Aldis, you got to go to J-Cal, man. He's he's an Alliance blog. It it is the essential, the number one, including even ours, man. I mean, the Alliance blog is the most important resource out there for National Wrestling Alliance content, no doubt. Bar none.
0: Yeah, and I've just just recently become, you know, exposed to – uh, j Cal, um, as i'm you know just as you said, like a baby fan uh, in the n w a but um, you know right as I started following um, he put out um, i think it was j Cal's view or j Cal, you know whatever, and he was just really talking about the same thing we just opened the show with the fact that there are so many great um, content contributors in the nWA fam, and he was putting them over by name and putting the links in the bio and to me. Uh, you know, I've been listening to wrestling podcasts for a long time. I've been consuming that content, living it. You know, mainly WWE or AEW type stuff. And I've never ever heard a podcast or anybody reference another that's that's a, a quote unquote competitor or perceived as a competitor. So to me, that spoke volumes. Um, and as I get more familiar with his website and his blog and his his content that he's putting out, I got to join. Uh, a live chat before superpower that he was doing and interact with him some and that was really cool so he's really accessible um he does have some great content great historical content um so yeah i I just i can't put that guy over enough
1: yeah Yeah, you actually mentioned uh, one of the things i definitely wanted to bring up about it is this week he definitely did release a uh post a video uh that he streamed on his uh Uh, YouTube channel, which we'll link to, that was called Rising Tides Lift All Ships, and uh, I thought that that was a a beautiful thing from him, and uh, he definitely didn't have to do that, but to see him uh, put us over, put over uh, 10 pounds of podcasts, put over everybody that's doing anything. I think he even mentions, uh, and they're worth mentioning, uh, Project WCWs out there uh, doing their thing, and uh, I think they just combined. They were doing like a Project Territories and a Project WWF or something like that and they're just combining it all into one thing if I'm not mistaken so it was cool to see somebody reference that and yeah so maybe just even in the back of my mind here maybe that was an inspiration on why we're doing this too just as a weekly guide to to content that could come out I wanted to spend one more second talking about him if I could because I did I was perusing the site today and uh what I wanted to do was I I tried to go back and find the oldest thing I could find on his website. And uh, so I found a press release going back, uh, that he was posting about and running down, which was for NWA pro. And, uh, it was NWA pro Australia. That was, that was the first thing he covered. And, uh, And Stinson will probably really appreciate this stuff. And maybe you can even guide us on who some of these people are. Some of them we're definitely going to recognize. But uh, this event featured a uh, national title tournament. Uh, In that tournament, uh, the first round was going to be Rocky Romero representing Cuba versus Damian Slater representing Australia. Uh, Jimmy Payne from Australia versus Mikey Nichols from Australia. Uh, Davis Storm from Australia versus Bobby Marshall. Now, I've heard of Rocky Romero, but I haven't heard of any of these others. Now, here's a name. Uh, representing Switzerland, Claudio Castanoli. Uh, nice. You know, yeah, we'll recognize as Cesaro versus Spike Steel. So that was your first round of the national title tournament that was going on. Uh, they also had a USA versus uh, Australia Steel Cage tag team match for the NWA tag team titles uh that was joey ryan and machine gun carl anderson as the tag team champions they were defending uh against edward vanderpile and jag hartley jackson um don't know those guys see this is uh, where i need to be educated but i definitely know the names joey ryan and i know the name carl anderson and never in a million years would i have pictured those two together as a tag team they seem like two different (laughs) kinds of dudes uh, can I just say
0: that that has reminded me that we need more Steel Cage tag team matches?
1: Holy crap, you're right. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, my favorite part of this, though, is the main event of the evening was, uh, this event was headlined by Sean X-Pac Waltman versus the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> very cool. NWA Pro. That was like... Whoa.
0: What was the year on that? Uh,
1: whatever, like 13 years ago was. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> so. Yeah, he began, he began around 2009, and, and
3: uh, there's always been a very vibrant NWA presence in uh, New Zealand and uh, Australia. And I believe all this has taken the belt there uh, toward in Australia. Uh, of course, Rick players got many monumental matches there. Um in, i mean australia new zealand that is nwa country fundamentally and J Cal
1: reminds us of that yeah mm-hmm. it's it's pretty impressive and 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 just those names alone this is one of the things why some somebody's site like his is important um historically because these are you know again like he said some people don't like you calling it this for whatever reason but the wilderness years of the nwa and uh right. people don't forget like the names that have passed through the national wrestling Alliance over the years. Like just uh, just everybody who's anybody, it feels like has like dipped their toe in the Alliance at some point.
3: Right. Yeah. And you look through 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 those years, and you look at how the title has passed, even like through the NWA, PNA impact days, every title holder has been somebody credible from our truth to Raven, to sting to, I mean, we're not talking about like, you know, backyard wrestlers here. We're talking about people who have credible athletes who have sustained a promotion through those years. Those are all world's champions, and they you know, they have my absolute respect.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so again, everybody, if you haven't already, that's alliance-wrestling.com. We'll link it in the description. Uh, J. Cal and the blog also are on all the social medias at the Alliance blog, so you should definitely check them out. Fellas, number two on the list I've got right here, that I uh, wanted to mention. And I, I, I'm i kind of peppering these things in, so it doesn't seem like we're just tooting our own horn here. But uh, for number two, two, two uh, hey, it's Will Daly has joined This Is The N.W.A. Uh, Will, thanks Thank for joining This Thank Is you. The N.W.A.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
1: All right, number three. <laughs> uh, Will, Will's will got a, if you haven't already, you'll see it on this channel. Will's got a very, very cool, well done, like well edited, just tremendous uh, daily blog basically of the goings on in the National Wrestling Alliance and around wrestling in general, which is something I appreciate when we were first talking about it. That was the thing as he was asking me, he was like, well, it's, you know, obviously I love the NWA, but do you care if I talk about other stuff? And I'm like, nah, man, we're, we got our center, but you know, about whatever you feel like talking about and uh, so it's kind of
0: cool and I mean my my goal my goal is to create you know from an NWA fans perspective because we're not we're not uh, blind to the wrestling culture because wrestling is a culture Um, you know despite how you feel about WWE and AEW uh, the indies or anything like that um, it's a culture and we we are all part of this culture and so you know, I wanted to create something just quick and daily uh, that covers wrestling culture, but from the perspective of someone like me, who is always going to primarily be an NWA fan. So I'm going to always make the tie-ins uh, to NWA talent that I can make. I'm always going to uh, look at it through the lens of you know pure pro wrestling, which is what NWA is, um, and I and I'm going to tell the truth. I mean, I'm going to be critical where you know an NWA fan would probably be critical and voice my opinion and uh so it's been a lot of fun uh i've been on this channel for i think a week exactly i think a week tomorrow so it's been a blast i've had a great response i mean the biggest part of it has just been being able to connect with people connecting with you guys um connecting with people on our discord channel that we started which has been a lot of fun so um i'm having a blast
1: well we're happy to have you will uh Stinson's not speaking up so I assume he's not but he'll get over it <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding I'm just kidding uh yeah I mean there's not a lot to add to that will will joy's a, a long list of of great podcasters and uh presenters out there uh I you know we got to talk about that I haven't been putting hey it's will daily in the podcast feed but maybe i should like it just seemed, maybe maybe it would work there actually that's probably not a bad idea you you've got a lot of great visual gags, so i think that was where my hang up was before is uh you're you're very funny visually not not like your face but just in general
3: that's just, well like, we that's can't what face looks like bro that's sad. i can't believe you don't this isn't a place
0: to guilt anybody man Name we can't it. we can't all look like rob stinson <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, the Doctor of Love. That's it. He's Thank he's God. over there with his his lovely bandana and his hoodie, just looking cool as could be.
3: Well, we said hey. we were all going to do bandanas tonight, man. Okay, it's not. Like,
1: <laughs> None of us said that.
3: Like, it's like y'all, y'all say, "Hey, it's going to be a costume party," and I'm the only one that showed up in a costume.
1: Rob, I love that you <laughs> just like jumped right into this uh, this whole experience, and you were just taking over. Like you just are like, I'm, I'm controlling the dress code. I'm going to change the intro. Like he's, we're, we're learning a lot right now on this first episode of This is the NWA Weekly <laughs> about Mr. Stinson.
3: <laughs> well, two things, first of all. Point, point A, uh, going back to Will, you, you, Gary, you mentioned a lot of times about how the NWA brings in that older crowd, the people that have not have, have been disconnected and reconnected. Will is someone who's been a wrestling fan his whole life but has been attracted to the NWA recently. And it's kind of the same dynamic and you get a little bit of the taste. You're like, man, this is what I feel. I mean, this is like, this, this uh, narrative that's being played out is something that I really, really feel. And I say it, I've said it a, a five or six times on, on previous shows that it's like, you know, uh, comparing WWF to, or WWE to the NWA and no shade on anybody. There's the world's big enough. I like WWF, but that's fun. That's entertaining, but I feel the NWA. You know, I like them, but I believe these people. And Will, mm-hmm. that's what drew Will into it, you know. Just like all these, all these folks like myself who were watching in the late 70s and early 80s, mid 80s, they're being drawn back because that, that believability and the credibility, they don't, you know, they, they don't take our, the intelligence of the fans for granted. I mean, it's, you know, it's, or they, or they don't, they don't, uh, I don't say take it for granted. They, they, they acknowledge the intelligence of the fans.
0: yeah Yeah. and to be honest I think I represent a pretty big portion of current WWE fans at least people that I know that you know they they still watch it um and they still semi enjoy it but I think um I think me being more broad and what I cover maybe I can capture some audience that aren't really aware of the connections to NWA they're not aware of you know that there's other options and so you know part of my goal is a little bit of marketing where it's like hey maybe I'll pull you in with a story about you know the revival because you know who they are but I'm gonna always put over the NWA at the end of the day.
1: Yeah I'm glad you mentioned that because that was exactly where I wanted to go with it too is that I think that there's a real opportunity with you opening up to the other wrestling area that uh maybe some people find out about the nwa just from what you're doing so uh maybe maybe it will help actually grow the base for nwa in the long run so um that's a good way of looking at it uh well you're joined uh, it's worth mentioning you're not the only daily show out there we want to give credit where it's due adam rotella is out there with the 10 pounds of podcast he's doing his nwa coffee every morning when you wake up and uh You know, I don't don't know that he even intends to do it daily, but last-minute wrestling, uh, Frank uh, – am I going to say this right? Mandolini. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That guy's – I think this week had, like, three interviews pop out. This guy's been killing it. Uh, He's from Italy. He's pushing out
0: some good content.
1: Yeah, yeah. He had a
3: fantastic interview with uh, Brian Solomon, man. It was like – I mean, his Royce Isaacs one was top-notch, and then he's doing a lot of, uh, you know – names that are just emerging but the Brian Solomon you know I'm a we did the show with Brian Solomon I'm a huge Solomon fan he's a big advocate of the NWA that fans if you're watching you need to go to last minute wrestling and watch that podcast or listen to that it's it's a very enlightening
1: yeah absolutely I mean just this week he's had uh like uh Mr. Simpson said uh the uh Brian Solomon interview which we've had on this show and he's a he's a great uh just a encyclopedia of knowledge with wrestling and uh then he also I mean he's he's he branches out as well like he had a a kid from NXT UK this weekend Ian Skinner from PBW so that's like a uh federation I've never even heard of personally but obviously Frank has got the inside on some stuff overseas that we would not know about normally and so uh that's kind of a cool treat if you're not familiar with stuff over in europe and that sort of thing you've got a good opportunity to uh to get a handle on that just by listening to frank's podcast so shout out to the last minute wrestling podcast well uh one more thing before we wrap up with hey it's will dot daily um you mentioned something today that i thought was very interesting we've seen caleb conley uh i saw him on instagram actually put something out about it uh what do what you guys, uh, have, you, have you guys both seen the, the stuff with The Revolt? Uh, for those who don't know, basically, I mean, the, the, the short version is that, uh, obviously, The Revival are no longer associated with the WWE, and uh, they have come out and trademarked uh, Fear The Revolt. Uh, it was kind of implied they were going to be called The Revolt, I feel like. Well, Caleb Conley and his partner, and, and his name escapes me, Zane uh, Zane Riley, is that right? yep uh has uh they've been doing a tag team since like 2015 called the revolt and they've been working the independent scene specifically uh big time in the carolinas they're actually the tag team champions for one place uh do you guys have any thoughts on this whole thing Uh, obviously i think the reason it popped up today is legal action has finally been pursued (laughs) here
0: yeah so i covered that today on the daily show so i'll I'll go ahead and, and give my take that i put on there but You know, I just I think it's funny because the the response from uh, FTR, as they're claiming is their name, the formerly known as the revival, the the report from from their lawyer or the response was that they were never going to be called the revolt. But I'm not sure why they trademarked fear the revolt. And he said, no, that FTR was just going to be a generic. It could stand for whatever, you know, and of course. If you're not familiar, FTR goes back, I think, all the way to the Young Bucks, even maybe in Ring of Honor, where they kind of had some some social media feuds. And I won't say the word because we want to be a family show, but it was it basically stood for F the Revival. And they were saying, you know, that that was kind of their hashtag that they started. And so the Revival took it and kind of made it their own thing as as a gimmick. And so I guess they're pursuing that, keeping that FTR, but they we're going to change it to fear the revolt. And so it was obvious that they filed for that, that trademark that they were going to use that. And then their lawyers backpedaling after the cease and desist comes from, from Caleb and Zane's lawyer, you know, saying, Oh, no, it was just going to be FTR. So to me, it seems like it's just this weird, big dance that the lawyers are doing. Um, And I think it's kind of petty. And as I said, in my show, like, just come up with a new name. Like there's a lot of names out there. Just do a new one. Someone else has that name, like move on, you know?
1: Well, you kind of covered this in in your daily show, but the, you know, Caleb and Zane have said that they tried to reach out to these guys uh, as friends, like all, especially, I think Caleb knows these guys probably pretty well. They all came from the same like Carolina scene and um, that sort of thing. So Caleb's essentially saying that they they reached out to these guys and uh weren't getting anything and so that's why now it's it's gone into the legal realm uh as far as that goes so it's uh it's kind of interesting uh the, I think the revival to be fair to give both sides of it the uh formally the revival uh they're saying that basically that they tried to just let them know we're not calling ourselves the revolt so it's cool we'll Uh, They say they offered to have, like, matches with them, like give them a couple of matches on the indie scene, that sort of thing, but uh, now they're pursuing legal action and that's not how friends act, and uh, so it's become, like, this whole drama. Obviously, we're talking about a little more because Caleb is a prominent member on the NWA roster. Uh, Mr. Simpson, do you have anything to add to this?
3: Nothing more than what, uh, hey, it's Will said. I mean, it's he's spot on. It's petty. I mean, there's a lot of pettiness out there when it comes to – it's just – it's petty.
1: You know,
3: I think Will summed it up. Those are my thoughts.
0: Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I'll say this. I mean, I you know, I I would definitely side with the the real revolt, you know, Caleb and Zane, because, you know, they've been busting their ass for the last five years under that name. Like, it's just – you know, I'm not trying to sound sound petty myself or like a little kid, but it, it's just it is not fair for someone who's been in the limelight to just come in and steal the name. and And I think that's where they're coming from. So I don't know that you know, legal action wasn't their first course. It was you know, according to them, after they tried to reach out as friends and say, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" and receive no response. And so they're just trying to protect what they've worked hard for. You know, I mean, the indie scene in wrestling is not an easy job. It's not an easy circuit, you know? And so they've been, they've been killing it out there for five years and earning titles under this name. You know, I I, I honestly don't blame them for, for taking legal action if they couldn't get some kind of amicable response, you know, from those guys.
1: And this is not a questionable thing on if they've been using this or not. I mean, from the very first episode of power, I think that Caleb shows on, I believe his tights even reflect the revolt logo that they have been using. And, uh, and I've, I've been uh, lucky enough to have an opportunity to interview Caleb Conley, and I remember in that interview, we actually discussed the revolt and what it meant to him and, and that sort of thing. And this is well before the revival, we're no longer in WWE. So uh, it's, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how this uh, plays out at least. All right, so I'm not gonna dwell on that anymore. Let's move on to more fun stuff with our next topic of discussion. Let's talk about uh, the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis. He has a brand new YouTube channel and uh, we got his very first video this week. He is uh, unboxing his brand new Nasir suit, uh, custom made, the uh, Nick Aldis line. Looking pretty sweet too, I might add. Fellas, what you think of Nick Aldis's first video?
3: Oh man, um, I, I, and and he's he started a YouTube channel, so we're, you know I'm anticipating more Nick Aldis content coming out. But it's just Nick Aldis being Nick Aldis, man. He's the national treasure. He brings that class, that uh, that pedigree, that um, it's going back. You know, we mentioned this before the uh, the uh, Wales wrestling con. Uh, panel that he was on where the moderator said you know it feels like whenever you're whatever you're involved in seems important it seems like the most important thing and uh, of course Nick Aldis is going to have a line of suits I mean absolutely (laughs) and and you know I hope my wife the lovely Tanya Stinson is watching this because I've got a birthday coming up (laughs) so one of those uh hey one of those uh Nasir suits would look good on on uh, Rob Stinson come uh, teacher in service here when we get back to school. This we is don't the need tough you getting
0: part. any We don't need you getting any better looking because then Gary and I <laughs> Gary and I are gonna have to put on a collar or something and I just don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I will say, I mean, I'm interested in the suit as well, don't get me wrong. I, I signed up for the email list. Uh, right now, if you go to Nasir Suits site uh, that is linked through Aldis's video uh, and we can try to, again, link that in the description, you can just basically right now sign up for an email list. They're working on their online store. So I'm curious how much these suits are going to cost. He, he He's very happy to admit that he's not making Ric Flair money. So he was real stoked about the the bag, like the suit bag that they also sent him in the unboxing, which is very cool. I didn't even know it was a thing. But, uh, you know, that that he talks about, he's not Ric Flair. He, he's not ashamed to admit he can't just go buy a new suit in every town that he has to go to. So this is... Very helpful. So uh, I, I wonder if they're going to keep the uh, price uh, e- Gary friendly, I guess, would be the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, 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 to that point, Gary, to your point, uh, I think, you know, when you think back to Ric Flair and, and Nick Aldis, the thing, the thing that makes them so captivating is that Ric Flair wasn't faking anything. You know, Ric Flair was Ric Flair. He was authentic. There was no gimmick. And I feel that way with Nick Aldis as well. Nick Aldis isn't playing a role. He's not – Trying to be somebody he isn't. Nick Aldis is who he is. I mean, he, you know, he's. I mean, he's not hurting for resources, but he's not going to try. He's not imitating Ric Flair. You know, he he carries a lot of that same gravitas and that statesmanship, but there there is no gimmick there. Nick Aldis is who he is. So,
0: yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I, what I love about this and and that being his first video is like, you know, it's just on par with who he is which is also on par with, with his, his character and NWA. I mean, he, he's authentic. And so it's just felt natural that he was unboxing a new suit. I mean, you know, he's one of these guys, he wears a suit because he wants to wear a suit, not because the producers told him to, or the writers told him to, um, you know, which we've seen in in other organizations before where a guy shows up in a suit suddenly and you're like, well, that doesn't feel natural, you know, for him that that's who he is. And so you could tell, You know, the the real happiness and joy of of him unboxing that suit. To me, that was just, you know, unveiling another layer of of the realism of of his character. Boom.
1: Same wavelength again, man. I, I was literally as we're sitting here talking about it and uh Rob was going through his last point, I was the thing that the image that came to mind was just the excitement in his eyes opening the box and just getting Really excited about the track suit that also came along with it, like, oh, look at how much heat I'm gonna get for this like you know and, uh, yeah. <laughs> like with yeah. his name on it like that stuff's really cool like he's he's uh it's it's genuine and it's a guy who does like the fancy stuff, but he's still at a point where he's very appreciative obviously of this this deal that he's got of really right. cool pocket squares he, that has his pot, name on man. it,
3: yeah. Nick Aldis is a person who is refined. He's got a refined perspective. He's an educated man. He's, he's you know, he he's a multi-talented man. He's cultured. But, you know, he's not a phony. He's not playing. I mean, there, there is no. And, and, and bottom line is, when you look through wrestling, the, the people that are most captivating aren't playing a role, man. You look at Ziki Dice. We spent an hour, an hour and 20 minutes with Ziki Dice. The world saw 15 minutes of it. Ziggy Dice is Ziggy Dice. He is who he is. I mean, that's why he's so – so captivating. These guys aren't – they don't it, – it's very little effort on their part because they are who they are. Nick Aldis is who he is. I mean, he is – and he's the – you know, I mean, you saw the video there with the son. Family is very important to him. He's not out there, you know, spilling, you know, spending more money on spilt liquor than most people make in a year. He's not. That's – this is a working champion. Um, who is a prize fighter? who is a family man, who is rooted, grounded, but who's still refining, cultured and still has a fine taste. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. I'm actually glad you mentioned, uh, what you just did, Rob, because the next point I wanted to bring up is that, uh, again, to toot our own horn, uh, Robert Stinson obviously is sitting here, but also your daughter Piper and her show Piper's notes have joined. This is the NWA and, uh, our very first episode that we get with you on the This is the NWA channel happens to be with the television champion, Zicky Dice. Uh, welcome, Rob and Piper, out there, wherever you are.
3: Oh, she, she's been in bed for uh, uh, two hours now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you let her no, know we're excited. It,
3: <laughs> oh, she knows, man. And uh, like I told you, I, I'm not trying to fanboy out here. I've been a Gary Horn and an Adam or fan. You know, when I first got exposed to this, um, it was uh, Adam had been doing his ten pounds before Gary. you have been doing this as the NWA for a long time, but when I'd go in the morning to Planet Fitness to work out, that's not a Planet Fitness ad or, any, ad or anything. But you just wanted I us
1: to make sure you knew this. you work out.
3: I mean, you this just don't happen. <laughs> you know, you got <laughs> so, But uh, I would listen to uh, I listen to Gary Horn every morning, man, and. uh, your interviews, uh, the recaps, uh, just you've been doing this for a couple of years. And uh, uh, so to come on here as a source that is a credible source, uh, you know, it's certainly entertaining, but it's not entertainment driven. This is a, uh, an avenue for people who are serious wrestling fans to talk about serious wrestling matters uh, with serious wrestling personalities and serious wrestling issues. Um, the, I, I'm so happy and proud to be with you and Will here on this, on this, uh, in, in this alliance uh, under the umbrella of This is the NWA. Um, something that we want to bring to the table um, is our interest to show that wrestling, professional wrestling, the greatest spectacle sport in the history of the world, is not just a thing that, you know, entices and appeals to people who are the dregs or who are, uh, for lack of a better term, rednecks or whatever. Uh, professional wrestling is a is a very refined and cultured endeavor and it appeals to a lot of other intellectual and cultural pursuits from rock and roll to theater to dance to uh, theology philosophy mythology you know it's uh, we say this all the time on our show that uh, uh pro wrestling is like the modern day uh, morality plays of the medieval days it's like modern day canterbury tales and uh, for you know every now and again they'll throw some subtle things in there that for those who have ears to hear you pick up on and appreciate so we're so happy to be part of this is the nwa and it's going to be it's going to be exciting man i can't wait to see where it goes
1: i was uh watching the zicky dice episode and i thought to myself like every episode one recurring theme that i've noticed is uh piper's love for theater and uh i also i also love theater very much but Especially for the Phantom of the Opera, like she got a little testy with you and you even dared to not consider Phantom of the Opera like the greatest uh, musical of all time. And I thought to myself, if she keeps this up, we're eventually just going to have like the NWA is the cast of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> we're just going to have, have that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh man! So, so so Will and Gary, if you had to cast yourself in the Phantom, who who would you be?
1: Oh, I'd definitely be the Phantom just so I could cover my face, probably. I just, but it'd be the harder <laughs> singing right, roles.
3: Piper, had, Piper has had a Gary Horn crush since uh, since the uh, since the the uh, uh, the post show reviews, man. The power oh. post shows that we started putting on.
1: <laughs> well, that's very sweet. I appreciate that, but uh, still, uh, I'd cover my face, <laughs> just probably mainly to hide Everybody the singing know. ability. I imagine just to make sure. <laughs> Nobody knows who that is.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't, no, have an, I don't have an answer because let's just get a couple things out of the way now. I've actually never seen Phantom of the Opera in any form. I'm not proud of that. That's not a, that's not a stance I've taken. I've just never gotten around to seeing it. I've also never seen Star Wars, any of them. So I just want to go what? ahead. I hope what? that doesn't put... I hope that doesn't put off, I hope that doesn't put off view, you know, listeners or viewers, but I just have to, well, have on, to be man. honest.
3: You've never seen Phantom. You've never seen Star Wars and up till like three weeks ago, you'd never seen any of the NWA and Listen, here you I, are on the most important podcast in NWA wrestling.
0: It's Wait. a Cinderella story, man. I know.
1: No, you've got, there are children in your household. Why, why have you never seen Star Wars?
0: listen it, it it's on the table but it it became one of those things that was almost like my brand after a while like with my friends who were like big star wars fanatics and here's and here's why i won't i won't go i won't go on about this for a long time because this is not on our list of things to talk about but it's now i think for me i think for me i think for me I just know that it's not going to live up to the hype. Okay, and I, and I always compare oh, this to, to, oh, profe- to professional wrestling. Hang on, I always compare this to professional wrestling because I have friends who think it's, it's laughable that I, in my 30s, am a fan of professional wrestling. And I tell them, dude, I have been watching professional wrestling since I was five years old. You know, this is part of my life. And I think that's a lot of people's story as well with Star Wars. I don't currently have that story, so I don't know if I jump in now if it's going to mean the same thing to me as it did to you guys who saw it growing up when it was like the greatest thing ever. So,
3: well, uh, fair enough. Will. and I, I hear what you're saying, but let me tell you, you know, Piper, Piper has only been aware of star Wars for some time, but it's like it resonated with her. I think there's something in, in our human nature and psyche that it resonates with. And it's so so much so that like when somebody disappoints her or we're trying to You know, when their friend makes her mad and we, we, you know, we teach our our children to to always be charitable. If someone's being mean or whatever, you be more diplomatic. And we always say it's like Darth Vader. Darth Vader is misunderstood. Perhaps, (laughs) Piper, you're misunderstanding Madeline or you're misunderstanding Harper. (laughs) You know what I mean? So you got to give it a
1: shot, man. I
3: mean – My wife is like
1: not a nerdy person and I'm sitting here and she just – uh, sent me the good night text and it was like are you going to be on there for three hours again and I'm like no it's not going to be three hours Will's never seen Star Wars and she immediately <laughs> <replied> <laughs> back. she's like what why is he such a weirdo
0: <laughs> oh man you know listen maybe maybe I'll set up maybe this can become a thing we can turn it into a, a, a promotional thing if if you know if we can get so many comments, or maybe you guys can start a, a petition or something.
3: Here's the thing, Will, and I, I'm coming at this from the perspective of an educator. Uh, there's a great educator named Deborah Pickering. Most public school teachers know her. She's she's huge. She had uh, special needs children, and and they couldn't serve those kids at her particular school because the needs of her children are so profound. And she said, "You know what I did." I pulled them out and I homeschooled them for a year. One of the things that I did that I made part of my curriculum was showing them the Times Magazine's 100 Most Important Movies of All Time just because of the background knowledge. Background knowledge is so important. And and I think with things like Star Wars and Star Trek and Indiana Jones and uh, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, you're going to miss out on a lot of wrestling if you don't have that background knowledge. So I'm going to challenge you as one of our co-hosts, to go back and start feeding yourself with that because there are so many subtle things that wrestlers bring in to help move their story along that are drawn from the greater culture. And Star Wars is big, man. Star Wars is very, very intrinsically connected to the world of professional wrestling, the whole heels and faces. And I think, like, even with, like, strictly business, you go back to the whole Sith and Jedi thing, and and this may not mean anything to you, but, you know, there's a big debate among Star Wars aficionados about – is this good versus evil? And, and there, there, there's a group that says, no, it's not. This is a different view of justice. And my argument has always been that there are no heels in the NWA. There are no heels. They have a different sense of justice and self-promotion, but you don't have baby faces and heels like you might in a carnival production like the
1: WWE, so... I, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and crap on you all night. Well, it was just a, that one blew me away, and not to even belittle Phantom, uh, which is also worth seeing if you're a fan of musicals and music in general. Uh, but Star Wars just always felt like a huge cultural thing. Like it just feels like that's one of those things that's like. Part of being an American for crying out loud. I
3: mean, Osama <laughs> bin Laden, man. Osama bin Laden has seen Star Wars, bro. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs>
0: well, this took a turn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I what's what's even more fun about all of this right now is I want to go to our next point right now that I have on the list, and I think it's absolutely perfect because coming off of talking about Star Wars and Phantom and uh, the the deep uh, character roots and all of these things and talking about Fine, young ladies like Piper, and uh, you know, just being educational and raising our children right. Uh, the next point on the list is uh, there was a video called "Fashion Nova Bikini Haul." Camille tries on swimsuits. Oh so, gosh! I'll leave. I'll, I'll throw that over to you guys. Pass. <laughs> well,
3: uh, yeah, I'm gonna pass too, man. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> Tanya, Lovely Tanya caught me watching that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Busted. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Now, she, Camille Camille is one of the, uh, when you talk about the talent driven content, Camille is a superstar, man. Her and, um, you know, Thunder Rosa and Question Mark and Super Stevens were putting out the stuff to keep sustaining us. Camille is a workhorse and she's gorgeous. She's a phenomenal athlete, and, uh, yeah, man, that's all I'll say about that because Tanya's <laughs> going to see
1: this video. Yeah, there you go. That's a good cover. Uh, that's called CYA. That's uh, what we call that in yeah. the biz, I think. Um, Will, do you have anything extra to add about Camille? It's her work ethic, uh, at, at least.
0: I, you know, like, as is the trend in the last couple of points, I have not seen this video, so I oh. don't have any reference and I feel like at this point, if I see that video and don't see Star Wars first, I may not, not understand it.
1: You know, I don't I want I to, <laughs> you, you got a point. I, I was going to say, like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to put it over too much, but this could also very well be one of those cultural events, just like Star Wars. And
0: okay. <laughs> <In> that <laughs> times top 100 list.
1: <laughs> right. Make sure you
0: check you out got, the Neil's well You got, excited, thanks,
3: man, you, you you would appreciate rest like you appreciate wrestling on its own merits. And, uh, and I know you're a cultured guy who's informed and all that too, but uh, yeah, don't, 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 you know, just make time to go, go watch Camille. You know, you, you'll, you, you, you
1: will <laughs> enjoy it. <brother>.
3: Okay. So <laughs> let's,
0: let's get around to the real. So here's the real question coming from this. I can only watch one thing. Do I watch star Wars or Camille?
1: Well, for the oh, show, man. I have to say Camille uh, <laughs> it's more. It's more important for this 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 YouTube channel that you've seen the Camille video. So, all, all right, right, and all that right. and that's your excuse for the wife. So you just sit her down and and your it's young so son.
0: <laughs> and watch the yeah, Camille I'm sure that's a that's a flawless plan, Gary.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you can obviously tell which one of us doesn't have any children in the house right now.
0: I will say. So, that, so Gary, what were your thoughts?
1: uh no camille uh i appreciate camille that she is putting out content and uh that that's very cool on her end uh the wife actually watched this video with me so uh she was there and she was uh, she was impressed with camille just like i was and uh and she was she was looking at the swimsuit she had uh from the female perspective it's basically camille ordered a bunch of swimsuits that she thought looked kind of cute so she's trying them all on and uh, and she models them all. So basically, that's what the video is. And she's deciding which one's her favorite. And the wife was just like, I don't know how she doesn't think that all of these look good. So you know, right? Good and, for and her. And from
3: an artistic from an artistic perspective, I think every human being can appreciate Camille in a, in a bathing suit. So yeah, there you this go. This is this is all business, strictly business. And,
0: and so, as someone who has a daily internet show that sometimes struggles for content do i need to do a a bathing suit try on
1: i no no no. okay i I said go for it bro i'm
0: in man
1: i said go for it do
3: you want
0: this channel to grow
3: it's 2020 man let's
1: do it i mean I mean, it does there is a bit of it that does sound appealing especially if especially if i don't know you know camille might have high standards like nick aldis uh but you know, especially if you ordered the same uh, bikini <laughs> haul, <laughs> I think there's something there. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, man! Anyway, we'll leave it with this, Tom Latimer. I see you, brother. You're, mm. you're doing great. Uh, the next thing I wanted to mention was I was lucky enough to be a guest on the Nation Show uh, for Busted mm. Open Radio fandom. Like you, you want to talk about a rabid fan base as well. Uh, Dave at the Busted Open Radio with Mark Henry and uh, Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer. Those guys have a huge, rabid fan base, and there is a fan-led show called The Nation, and uh, it was very nice of them uh, the other night to have me on, and we talked about Superpower and Carneyland and uh, just NWA in general. The, the goal was, and maybe this is because I rambled, but uh, the goal was to, th- I had 45 minutes for my piece and we ended up talking for like an hour and 15. So maybe this is the trend. Maybe I just talk too much, but
0: anyway, It's on brand for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But they, they seemed, <laughs> they, they said they were having a good time. That They just wanted the whole show to be about the NWA by the time it was done. Uh, but they had to move on to the WWE and the AEW and all of the other stuff. But uh, that was a lot of fun. So if you guys haven't ch- uh, checked out the nation show, they do a lot of stuff and they're also trying to get props to the NWA where they can. Um, they, they cover all of wrestling, but uh, very cool stuff over there. Uh, Joe from North Carolina. I forgot his last name, honestly, but that's who he is on Twitter. He leads the show there. And uh, Vanessa and uh, TJ and uh, WWE front row on Twitter uh, joined us for this one as well, who is, First time I ever met him was at Crockett Cup 2019. And uh, so we got to talk a little bit about that. But uh, they're all pals with Greca and run that thing. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, so shout out to those guys.
3: Yeah. And and and, and uh, David LaGreca appeared on your show, uh, Gary. And, oh, that's uh, a good point. Uh, gave, gave a great, great interview in which he was expressed – is deep, deep, deep sympathies and, and uh, appreciation for our our, uh, our organization and for our real World's champion. And uh, you have when you have an ally in David LaGreca, you know you're you're on top because this is a guy who does who's not afraid to shoot straight and say what he thinks and feels. And uh, you know, I mean, he, you know, there, there's credibility there when you've got David LeGreca on your side, and he is firmly in the camp of the NWA. So
1: that's awesome yeah i i love that about him and 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 he says straight up in that interview that you know they I mean, obviously their show is I, I think they're like one of the most listened to shows on sirius xm or something like that so that that was yeah. kind of cool just like it started off from nothing just like convincing his boss to give him like 30 minutes to talk about wrestling to now they're like three or four hours daily or something and um but to talk about that he knows where the money lies, like as far as the most popular brands that you have to talk about, but he has no problem saying straight up every single day, his favorite show to watch is n w a power that 's the one yep. that he looks forward to uh, the most, so and he 's never regretted watching an episode. I think is exactly kind of how he puts it that you know yep. the other ones have their ups and downs, but he loves n w a power every single week um The next point I wanted to bring up, guys, is, uh, well, we're going to go back to the champ for a second. I put this as a separate uh, point, but I wanted to make sure we got it in there. And that's the uh, Nick Aldis interview with Watt Culture Wrestling. Um, Will did a daily show on his uh, three takeaways from the interview, which is definitely worth taking taking a look at. Uh, Rob, I think you've seen this. Did you see it? Yes sir okay so we've all seen it and I, I just think it's worth a mention because you know uh, credit where it's due I want to do a good interview myself but uh, these guys nailed it uh, this this interview with Nick Aldis is one of the best and uh, he is just open and ready to talk it feels like like he just goes into all sorts of stuff it felt like I was going to school listen to him just talk about his thoughts on wrestling in general and uh and then getting some insight into his choices with his persona and and that sort of thing but anyway it's worth it's worth a listen if you haven't heard it or watch uh check out that walk culture interview what'd you guys think
0: yeah and it just it flowed so naturally like you know him talking um it just it, it, it felt like a conversation it didn't feel like a a a you know, an uptight interview, a lot like, you know, your interviews, Gary, that that people say, you know, they're very down to earth. They feel like it's, it's a conversation more than, you know, a sit down formal interview. I felt that way about this one. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll put over what culture because uh, this, this is what I tell people. So I, I don't watch WWE, but I listen to what culture. And that's how I know what's happening in the WWE because those guys – they do daily podcasts and that was part of the inspiration for me to do daily content because they do daily podcasts. Some are shorter than others, um, but they cover, you know, WWE and AEW news and they, it really resonates with me because those guys are real wrestling fans as well. And so, um, you know, I won't talk too much about them, but like I thought in the interview um, the biggest takeaway for me was the fact that, and I and I didn't say this in my video because I think this might have been something that jumped out maybe after you and I talked about it, Gary, or after um, I, w- I watched it a second time. But just Nick Aldis talking about the realness of the feuds in in NWA versus bigger companies, and he didn't say that explicitly. He didn't you know say, hey, our feuds are better than WWE, but he was he was just talking about these logistics of. You know, if, if your feud is built on hate, um, it, 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 that doesn't really resonate with a lot of people. Because a lot of us don't really hate someone, right? But if it's built on, on a credible, real storyline, such as, you know, we were talking about Marty Skrull and Nick Aldis last night, because we, we all, all watched the Crockett Cup 2019 together. And, you know, that felt real because it's two friends. One guy's jealous of what the other guy has, his success. That feels real. I that can I can relate to that. I've been jealous of success of friends before. Um, and so, you know, it wasn't just this blind hatred, like, oh, suddenly I hate you, and I'm going to hate you all the way up until next Sunday night, you know? And so, you know, that, that was something he said that really stuck with me, and it's kind of caused me to look at storylines a lot differently. And to really feel that realness of, of like NWA storylines, because that's, that feels kind of how they're built.
1: Mm. Yeah. he. Um... Excellent. And, and... Go ahead, Robert. Sorry.
3: Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. It's, uh, I, I also liked how everything you said, Will is exactly what I was thinking. And uh, um, I also like how, so, so for me growing up during the, during the Crockett days in the eighties, you know, the NWA never acknowledged the WWF and vice versa. They never acknowledged the A- – well, for, from time to time, you would have some NWA, AWA crossover stuff. But basically, you had three or four big entities that ex- acted as though they're the only ones that existed. And so, for me, it's because, uh, you know, it's always been like, man, I, I don't want to ask this guy about this because I don't want to violate protocol and this and that. But one thing I always like about Nick Aldis in his interviews is he's not afraid to – pull back the curtain and talk about who he would like to see arrive in the NWA, like he does in in this interview, or, you know, these talents and these other promotions that he appreciates. So again, going back to what we said earlier, Nick Alvis is not a phony, man. He, he, he he is who he is. And and he will tell you, if there's a a valid talent or genuine talent somewhere else that would be a good fit, he'll let you know. And uh, you know, you're spot on with about the whole rivalry thing. Like, when you, when you see all this and Skrull go at it, there's no way, point A, that Skrull is ever going to win the NWA Worlds title, but it's a heck of a feud, man. And, and it's a legitimate, they, th- these guys are real friends who really care about each other. There's real affection there, and there's real legitimate competition. It is, it is a true prize fight.
1: Yeah, I, I actually uh, LOL'd at one point in the interview. Uh, which is uh, when he talks about, uh, you know, he says, obviously my wife's Mickey James and he's like, and, you know, he, he's like, it's always funny to see to me how, how some people will react in certain scenarios that he, he's kind of put off by the reaction of like um, in a WWE match where someone is perfectly framed and they get mad about something and then it's just like, it it stays on them for, Uh, an extended period of time while they just stand there breathing and looking off in the distance and they're perfectly centered on the frame. And he's just like, that's not what real stuff looks like. He's like, that's never how it actually is. He's like, like if he's like, I've been in situations where like somebody says something out of the way to Mickey and I have to be like, Whoa, step back for a second. Like, hang on. That's, you know, like, and I have to get up in front and he's like, but it's never like, he's like, imagine if, you know somebody says that something out of the way to the mickey and then i just stand there like breathing like a maniac like just <laughs> uh, uh. he's like people are gonna be like what is wrong with this guy and <laughs> why is she with him and um, i just that, that made me laugh like i was like god I, I i don't know that i'd ever really considered it even that much i mean obviously you can feel the authenticity of something but just hearing him put it that way it was uh, really entertaining to me Um, Guys, we only got a few more things to run down before we get to them. And just want to say one more time, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and you're watching this thing. We appreciate everybody out there who watches uh, any of our content. This is really cool, this uh, hashtag NWA fam community we've got going on. Um, And if you stay tuned till the end, we actually have a way for you to interact even more with the NWA fam community. In fact, it's our last point I want to get to uh, tonight. Uh, and, and ways that you can contribute. Like, you can help us decide what we talk about on stuff like this is the NWA Weekly. But we'll get there. We've got a couple more points right before there. I want to talk about the masked fan next up. Robert Stinson, I know you've been very encouraging to the masked fan with what he's been doing. Will, I'm not sure how much of his stuff you've seen so far, but the masked fan is a guy who showed up. I think I first met him at NWA Power Tapings, and he, uh, as you may or may not have imagined, wears a mask and uh, he says he's question mark son and uh dude legit keeps that mask on the whole entire time we had a meetup before the last power tapings and he i remember hit us up on twitter to say like oh where are you guys gonna be at let's go have drinks let's hang out or something and uh we were gonna be hanging out at this one place this bar and uh he actually called them ahead of time to be like, are you guys going to be okay that I show up with a uh, with a mask on? <laughs> and so he got the okay for them to expect that he would be there. But uh, anyway, uh, I don't know the guy's real name. I don't know anything about him. I don't even know what he really looks like. But uh, Masked Fan is uh, putting out some video content. He apparently is uh, dealing with a lot of different things, especially with depression and that sort of thing. He struggles with that, and he's choosing to channel that into this – uh, series uh called hashtag free the mask and uh it's been seven or eight parts or something i think he just had like a series finale basically on that but it is really well done uh i gotta say uh what do you guys think about that uh again coming at it from a
3: the perspective of, a, of, a, of an educator you know you look at in, in the broader culture let me lay this context out first you look at you know the Batman movies and with like the Joker and all that, how these films take on the characteristic or the zeitgeist at the time. And now this latest, this latest film with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, you know, how the the character of the Joker is really, you know, he's drawn out painted through the prism of, uh, of, of mental health. And, and that kind of thing. And uh, mental health is one of those things that uh, is, just people are just in the last few years getting comfortable addressing and talking about. And I see it every day in my kids. Um, uh, Somebody, I think um, Tim Elmore or, or uh, Ruby Payne or one of these educators are like, you know, the, the, uh, the amount of mental stress and anxiety that kids deal with these days is analogous to the kind of, mental stress and anxiety that mental patients dealt with in the 50s and 60s that went to asylums, you know. And so um, mental health is a real thing, and I'm just so thrilled and happy that someone like the masked fan would have the courage to go out there and draw this connection between pro wrestling and as a conduit for expressing and relieving some of this anxiety and sharing this because, you, you know me, I mean, the Stinson's are all about connecting professional wrestling to the broader culture, to every aspect of human life. And and I think, you know, when I'm raising my girls, I have four four children. I have two older kids, a daughter and a son in college, and I have my two younger ones. And professional wrestling has always been part of our life and we've always used it as an illustrative tool to teach life lessons. The mass fan is doing something that I've never seen ever before. And that is drawing the connection between professional wrestling and mental health and depression, and the whole concept of the mask and, and the various masks that he wears is different ways for him to express himself, and that mask being a comfort. And at some point, uh, I talk to the mask fan almost every day. Uh, he and I are friends personally outside of the, uh, the world of the National Wrestling Alliance. And at some point, he is going to unmask. You know, that's that we're leading up to this where he's ready to reveal who he is and peel back the layers. But uh, the mask fan, I mean, For all the content out there, whether it's us, whether it's Adam Rotella, whether it's uh, j Cal, whether it's whatever, man. I mean, for me, like from a just a pure human perspective, the most important thing being put out right now is the mass fan stuff. It is amazing. And, you know, for people who don't know or it might come off as a little strange, but give it a chance, give it a listen, and try to open your heart and hear where he's coming from. This is a guy who is bearing his soul and expressing himself and saying, look, wrestling has given me, is giving me the ability to, to, to come out. And it, it is my escape. It, it's, 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 you know, it, it, it's an escape. It's not an escape actually. It's a, it's a release for me. It's freeing me. And that's the whole concept behind the freedom mask thing. I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. It's
0: on, it, it's on my list of things to watch for sure. Um, after Rob, I saw you, uh tweet out a link to it this week, and I, I bookmarked that to watch for sure. And I, you know, for for me, um, we are very big on mental health in my household as well. My wife is actually a, a professional life coach, and she has degrees in psychology. She has a master's degree in counseling, um, so it, it is a very frequent topic of conversation in in our household about mental health, dealing with with depression, anxiety, um, and things like that. And so, you know, I, just hearing the context that you just gave, Rob, I love uh, one of the things that my wife and I do talk about a lot is that, you know, you do have to find a healthy way to process your emotions, your anxieties, things like that. And it sounds like he has found a really healthy way, um, a way that involves a lot of community, because community is a big aspect of it. And that's something that my wife talks about a lot is that, you know, you've got to get in a community, a supportive community. And, you know, personally, I've never been in a more supportive community than this NWA fam that I've become a part of recently. And so I love seeing the reception that he's getting. Um, the encouragement, you know, I, 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 it's going to be great, you know, to find out who he is and and all this stuff. And, and I think it's super brave, you know, what he's doing. And um, so, yeah, I'm really intrigued by the whole concept. And as I said, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a must watch for me over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm a big proponent of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a really easy watch I should add. I mean, they're all very short, Uh, easily digestible clips you know like I mean probably like a hey it's Will daily like uh, as far as lengthwise goes I mean in general most of them I think are around that length so um, but I mean just from a uh, being a movie buff myself uh, just seeing the technical skill improve over the period of Free the Bass it's just been impressive to me like by the time we got to this latest one I was like man this guy is this guy's a filmmaker. It is pretty impressive. Like, I was like, this guy, he's got some skills. It's, I, I just, I love it. I, I love seeing that growth and that he's putting this to use because it, it, he's got a talent there that, that deserves to be on display. And, and I'm happy to see him doing it. Uh, the next thing I wanted to mention, guys, is Thunder Rosa, who has her own YouTube channel as well. And uh, she's going to help us round out the top here, the women's champion. Uh, She has put out two videos this week, if you haven't seen them. Uh, One's a uh, nice little clip, like a montage kind of piece that was very, very well done. And I don't know who's doing that, if it's her, if it's Brian Cervantes or whoever. It's it's a very nice uh, job uh, talking about just how she uh holds that title and she's the face of the company and she's coming from a place where people she has been criticized for everything under the sun like her size her skin color the way she walks how she talks and uh just what she looks like in general i remember in the interview uh, i got to do with her talking about uh that she was never going to be like a big boobed, like super tall chick, you know, <laughs> like she was like, and she's an older woman, not, you know, as far as that goes, but like, she's not some early twenties, uh, supermodel. And, uh, so she's like it, the, all these things have been critiques that she's taken over the years. And she's learned to put those behind her and move on. And now she considers herself the face of the NWA. And, uh, she's, uh, you know, she, she calls herself as she does a uh, La, La Mera Mera. She is not to be messed with. And, uh, you, you know, you better be on your game if you're going to come for that title. This is just a really, really cool video. I thought, did you guys uh, happen to see that one?
0: Yeah. And I, I love that, you know, much like we talk about with Nick Aldis. I mean, I think that the women's title should be getting, you know, the same kind of spotlight. Um, And I think she's doing a really great job of it, telling that backstory, really helping me as a new fan buy into her uh, as a champion. Um, She's representing herself really well. Um, She's elevating the title while she does it, which is at the end of the day, what it's all about. I mean, you want those, those belts to look as prestigious as they possibly can. And so content like this accomplishes that purpose in my mind, I loved it.
3: Oh man, Thunder Rosa. I, 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 we love Thunder Rosa in our house, and that's not the third shade on anybody because we think, like, we think the world of Allison K, too. I think Allison K was a phenomenal world champion with a great run, probably not her last run. I'd love to see Thunder Rosa and Allison K do a series of matches. You got Marty Bell in there. I mean, the women's division in the NWA is phenomenal, but Thunder Rosa. Gosh, man. I mean, she, she, you're right. She, she's a mom. She's got kids that are approaching if they're not in their teams yet, they're quickly approaching that. And she, uh, but she is a gorgeous, beautiful woman who is a, a, a legitimate uh, athlete who's been involved in MMA, who is, you know, she is a go-getter. She, uh, she, her look is so intriguing and unique and, and yet she's so accessible. You know what I mean? Like, she came out with the drums and she was so mysterious at first, but uh, who would have thought that during this crisis, the COVID-19 shutdown and all that, that the most accessible person in the world would have been Thunder Rosa. And she has really elevated her brand and in the process has elevated the whole company. And I, I just, I look forward to seeing that, you know, six, seven, 800 day reign of Thunder Rosa, man. We love her. I can't, um, she is La Meramera. She is the queen, long live the queen.
1: Uh, speaking of, uh, as far as you you were talking about that accessibility of her, I mean the other thing she's really great at on her YouTube channel is this going live, uh, live streaming, and interacting with the fans, uh, at, you know, communicating with them during chat, uh, that sort of thing. She's been really good about that, uh, and it really open too about some issues she's had with it, as far as uh, YouTube giving her trouble and that sort of thing. But uh, in her past couple of live chats, uh, th- this week's. Uh, I believe she is with her son, uh, who is named Anakin, which will mean nothing to Will. Uh, but... I get No,
0: I get it. I, <laughs> listen, I, I, get, I get... I That's the thing, though. It's like, and, and here's the thing. You guys are right. There is enough Star Wars, and not to take the conversation back here, but in the culture that I get the references without ever having seen, seen the movie. I'm not saying I'm not going to see the movie. I'm just... I know, I know, Anakin. I know that stuff. I know. Back okay. to Thunder Rosa.
1: Anyway, well, she she <laughs> does do a video this week with Anakin uh, as the "How well do you know me?" thing, where they get to answer questions about each other. She's done that with Brian, her husband, as well, and those are those are a lot of fun. Uh, her last video, though, to touch on one quick thing that that Rob mentioned is uh, she announced that she is taking another MMA fight too, and so she has entered into. Uh, Serious training for that because uh, she is she is determined that she will not lose this next MMA fight. She will defeat whoever's in front of her. But she has already, I guess, signed the dotted line that she is on board, and it's happening. So pretty, pretty cool stuff, you know, just from Thunder Rosa. Not only just in the wrestling ring, but uh, she's out there uh, whipping that tail uh, in the octagon too. Uh, I teased. Yeah early on that, uh, we had a way for you guys to, uh, interact with us a little bit better and interact with the NWA fam and also to offer us suggestions about any kind of content you want to see. So if you've stuck around this far, hopefully you've hit subscribe and you should join our discord. And that's our final point, or the last one that I have written down here is that we should talk about the discord. Uh, guys, we have a growing family on the discord. Rob is figuring it out. Uh, and, uh, well first step is going to be getting him to add a profile picture next step is going to get him to interact and uh, but uh no the discord's <laughs> fun man uh we've got a, a hall of champions on there uh our, our buddy roscoe and the discord has been i it was it blew my mind at first i was like i was on my computer at the time he started like messing around in that room and it just kept saying like roscoe uploaded a picture roscoe uploaded a picture roscoe uploaded a picture and i'm like am i gonna have to mute our channel like because what is this guy doing but turns out roscoe did a will ended up changing this thing to the hall of champions because roscoe ended up uploading photos in order of every world's heavyweight champion in the nwa and i just was amazing yeah, it's really, really cool to go back now and just like scroll through it. You get to see each and every champion the NWA's ever had holding that 10 pounds of gold. And uh and that's that's awesome. Big gold's in there for a little bit, obviously, and, and whatever was before. But anyway, Discord. Anything to add to that, guys?
0: Oh man, it's been great. I you know, I say this on a few of my videos, but I I, I mean I, I do this for the community. I mean, I do this. the opportunity to talk to you guys i do this for the opportunity to to uh talk to people on twitter um and then we started this discord um for that same reason just to have you know an outlet every day to, to to talk about you know what i mean currently yeah it's it's revolving around wrestling but i mean we may add some channels in there for just general life talk family talk um things like that just to encourage that um, that community. And it's, it's been great. I mean, it was a little bit of a slow start the first couple of days. It was like just Gary and I talking to each other. Um, but you know, it's worth it because Will actually
1: responds in the discord and he will not respond to a text message. So.
0: Well, I just, I have my priorities straight except for the star, (laughs) the star Wars thing. But listen, I, yeah, I mean, we start we got the link out, we added a bunch of people, and, um, and the conversation just, just blew up a couple of days ago. And it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun to hear, you know, why people love the NWA, what their favorite parts are. And um, Gary, as you mentioned, like, it, it'll be a great uh, outlet for us to pull from uh, for content for this show, you know, to be in touch with the whole NWA fam, not just the three of us, you know, three of our opinions. And as I've been saying, you know, keep pushing us, us ideas and, and your thoughts on stuff, and, and you might get a shout-out on here because um, something might strike us as, you know, hey, we should talk about that.
1: I thought Rob yep.
3: was going to say something, but he didn't. Well, well you know, like I said, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm new to Discord. I, 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 I've, I've kind of joked in the past, you know, I don't believe in uh, – until recently, I haven't believed in using any kind of technology. I have a whole article – on my website about that and have created a, uh, an app for digital free alternatives to technology. So, <laughs> so <laughs>
1: well, uh, I, 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 we're not going to, we're not going to bully anybody. We're not going to bully you into being a part of it, but just so you know, I mean, Rob is the big selling point and he is in there. So you might have to at him directly to get <laughs> him to notice it. But, uh, uh, speaking of shout I mean, we should shout listen, out, uh, hey.
0: Rob, if you if you will become active in that Discord, I'll watch Star Wars.
1: Uh, I'm
3: in, I'm in, bro. I I got it. I got no, in there last I, night, man, So
0: I'm talking. I'm talking active. I'm talking like five messages a day.
3: Five. That's all. Yeah, Dude, if you can do easy, it. Man. Yeah, I all do right. like a. I do like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen,
1: twenty tweets a day. So I sure am, I I can do that. That's you can, easy. you could hop on that app and just write a couple of yeah. sentences. It shouldn't be too tough. Yeah,
3: and don't sure. and,
0: and don't just well, share I your tweets. Out. Honestly, part of the
3: problem is like I found out I had two, I had two uh, uh, logins. I had one through my Walker County Schools account, and then one through my. So y'all are interacting. I'm like, dude, I don't see anything going on on Discord. So half of it is like, <laughs> you know, just me being logged in incorrectly. You know, but I will it is say what it's it
1: it's it's been pretty convenient for me because like when the conversations going on there, like uh, when you know hopefully my work doesn't hear this, but like when I'm actually at work or whatever else, it's easier than like messing around on my fold. Like I could see something that's relevant pop up. I can actually just type back really quick. Uh, so that that's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, Discord's... Uh, so
3: you guys primarily behind your... Are you behind your computer screens or are you on your phone with Discord mostly?
1: I'd say I'm on the computer most of the time when I'm doing it. Um I mean, if if I'm hanging out with the wife or something, though, I might, uh, you know, I'll obviously get the notifications if, if something's going on or something. So See, I my can my wife it like doesn't texting.
3: let me look at my phone when I'm around her.
1: Uh, my so wife does like not like to, it either. But yeah.
3: yeah uh, I gotta be like, man, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, I feel like I gotta, gotta go to <laughs> number two or something.
0: <laughs> my, my wife does. My wife doesn't mind, but she's cool. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: my God. oh. We
2: will. You are
1: <laughs> <laughs> so earning those points today, guys. Uh, we got uh, by the time this airs, we got a uh, Cardyland coming up. We got a lot of stuff to look oh. forward to this week, so we got to start taking our notes on everything we got to talk about for the next round of this is the NWA Weekly. But uh, you guys want to talk about anything else before we uh, end this one? Carneyland, Any other topics I missed? I was going to give a shout out to Wrestling did. with the MMA, by the way, in the Discord. Uh, I, I did want to mention that he, he's he been really active and he posted his resist video the other day. Uh, we shared it in the discord. So it's a, uh, it's worth a look. He's uh, uh, the anti, the strictly resistance, the anti-Aldis faction. Uh, so anyway, so worth, I worth a say look.
3: That, uh, three quick points. One, a uh, carny I think I want to promote my man, Brian Solomon's book. Let me see if oh. you can see this. This is pro wrestling the FAQ. Well done. And I think, we have some hints to Carneyland in this book in the first Ooh. three chapters this is one of the most important books ever written on professional wrestling so I'd encourage everybody and if you look at my copy it's heavily noted heavily drained this is a great resource so that's point one get Brian Solomon's book pro wrestling I, FAQ. I, I'd point add
1: to two. that Rob uh, before you get to point two that that pro wrestling FAQ he's not kidding uh, I'm working on another project for this channel and it's been a excellent reference book so good that in fact i i had it on kindle as the way i bought it was digitally and i just got sick of dealing with it on kindle i was like i need to just have this book on a shelf so i purchased the paperback version as well so it's on its pages,
3: way Man, my pages are like they're circled highlighted this is a heavily written in book and i, yeah. I have another copy that that i don't write in but this is the this is it, man. Get this book. If you want to know – if you want some hints about Carnyland, look in this book. I'm telling you. Point that's two, we have, we can't forget to mention Gary
1: Horn's freshly trimmed beard today. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. This thing was getting out of hand. I was going to let it go until quarantine, but my job keeps pushing back when that's going to end. So we were going right. to be going back into the office on June 1st, but I was let know last night that that's now uh, – june 15th at the earliest so it's like all right well this is not gonna get any better uh which rob by the way this leads into an excellent time to mention uh for those who don't know i've been terrible about this on the live streams and the video recordings but uh it was during a process for that whole day that i was just cleaning up in general and so it's a great opportunity for me to mention our uh, sponsor over at manscaped.com. Those guys have been really good to us. They've uh, got the uh, Lawnmower 3.0 with a nice LED light, very quiet mower. And uh, nicks and cuts are a thing of the past uh, when you're dealing with Manscaped. Those guys uh, have created a heck of a product. And if you go to manscaped.com, use the code NWAPOD, you get 20% off and free shipping. On anything at the website so manscaped.com thank you for allowing for that plug rob
3: yeah man and then point three final point and then i'll turn it over to will for his closing arguments um back to wrestling with the mma i just want to send a big shout out to our brothers you know we we get on here and we have fun with each other but the strictly resistance crew they are dear friends the fortson wrestling with the mma pipe picasso they uh, provide a constant, you know, a nig to 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 what we're saying. But these guys are great guys, man. They they are all about the uh, the NWA, and if you listen to uh, uh, the Fortsons uh, episode of NWA Stranger with Rotella, he understands where I, where uh, Nick Alda stands in the pecking order. He knows that our real world's champion is the real deal, and all those guys do. But they are putting out good content, and they they provide a good counterbalance to myself and you and Will and uh, Elder Sauer and the other guys that stand with all this. So I wanted to give a shout out to those guys.
1: It's pretty impressive. Like, I mean, the, Fortson's a, another good example and, and wrestling with the MMA and Pai Picasso, like those guys you mentioned, but I, I mean, it's just like randomly out of nowhere, you'll have a guy like Fortson pop up with some freaking video of him in a temple, like in a robe and just challenging whoever <laughs> challenging all this and the resistance. It's just like, where does all of this come from? No other wrestling company has this. Like, it's amazing. You, you get involved in the NWA, like the hashtag NWA fam, and there is just a steady flow every single day of, of audience-produced content that is just out there keeping the storylines of the NWA alive. And uh, it's, it's, God, it just, you mentioning that, it just blew my mind again just how incredible this, uh, this crew of people are.
0: Yeah, for sure yeah so i'll just i'll join you guys in putting over uh wrestling with the mma i also want to mention uh andrew mckinney he uh, those two have really been very active putting over hey it's will daily on twitter and so i am super grateful to those guys they're they're not just retweeting they're actually posting the link and putting their own you know, uh, promo in there for for that show, and so that has meant a lot to me. So thank you to those guys. Also, WWE Front Row sent me some really cool uh, photos that um, were original of his from the Crockett Cup in 2019. This morning, because we watched that last night, I watched it for the first time. So that was really cool this morning to go through and look at some of those original photos. So um, again, I just I love interacting with all of you on Twitter. If you don't follow me um it's at hey it's will h-e-y-i-t-s-w-i-l-1-l um connect with me on there i just you know i can't say it enough i want to want to get the community going and and interact with you guys but uh really those three especially really have appreciated the connection i've had
1: yeah rob make sure you drop your uh how how do people follow you on the interwebs i am
3: on twitter at, at rstinson4 so don't forget that four. There's a special significance to that number. That's uh, the year he was
1: bored. Oh,
3: the, the year zero four. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm on Facebook as Robert Stinson. Uh, I am on Instagram. I'm really just getting into Instagram. I'm finding that's a, a, a way for me to connect with uh, some of our talent. Uh, but I'm there and uh and so you know look me up follow me you follow me i follow you that's kind of my general mantra you give me a follow i give you a follow so
1: sweet well i am at this is gary horn on all of the stuff and the podcast as always is at the nwa pod it's real simple at the nwa pod uh heads just make sure you subscribe on the YouTube. We're really trying to build that up because there's a lot of cool content coming out there. But uh, in the bios of any of those social medias, you can also find links to the uh, podcast. Uh, so most of this content you'll start also seeing in the podcast feed, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your stuff, uh, it's, it's there. Uh, anything else, guys, before we wrap this thing up?
0: Just ready to find out what Carnyland is. I'm ready for Tuesday.
1: So am I. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you fellas about it once we know it's going to be exciting. Thank you, everybody who listens. We love you all. And you have a uh, good night or day, morning, whatever, whenever you're watching this, have, have a good one of those things.
0: Good time. <laughs>